Hello, welcome to episode 214. Yes, 214 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and today we have none other than the Canadian uh, national defending champion, the men's defending champion, uh, 2021. Uh, it was his first national title. It's David Bayer-Jean, and uh, he's coming on today as part of our Canadian Nationals theme here on the podcast. Uh, we just had Victor Berg on on episode 213, and David, this will be his second appearance. I believe he came on just uh, prior to uh, winning his very first uh, national title, and uh, it's great to have him on. He's been making uh, huge inroads there on the world stage. Uh, he just came back from the World Championships in Cairo, where he had a, a very very difficult uh, first round encounter with Mazen uh, Hisham uh, probably uh, as everyone knows who follows the, the pro game uh, one of the uh, if not the best shot maker on the tour and I would imagine he had his hands full but uh, the games were all close so looking forward to uh, asking him about that we're going to talk about that but more importantly we're going to talk about the Canadian Nationals and uh, how it felt uh, obviously for him to win his first and uh, you know I think many of his peers including including Nick Sackfee, uh, Sean Delier, Andrew Schnell uh, have all had two. So he'll be looking for to pick up his second. And uh, I think the record might be uh, eight. I think JP may have won. Jonathan Power may have won eight. Shahir Rasik uh, had quite a few there at seven. Uh, and uh, there are think, others like Gary Waite and Saber, but who are not too far behind that. But uh, David uh, picked up his first last year and has a sight, has a sight set on his second. Uh, he's been training overseas for a fair bit, and that has seen uh, a big rise in his game over the last couple of years. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, but uh, most importantly, we're going to get his uh, feelings on the Canadian Nationals, the Oxford Properties Canadian Nationals, which will be starting on June 1st, just in a few days' time. So really appreciate David's time, uh, taking out the time to come on today for episode 214. David, how are you? Bad, thanks. And you can you see me well and hear me well? See you well, hear you well. You're looking good, looking uh, looking ready, ready to roll. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. And you? Yeah, great, man. Uh, last time uh, I spoke to you, I was just looking back at the uh, the episodes that I've done. 2019, you were episode uh, 73. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's uh, quite a while ago. Things have changed a bit since. Yeah, your hair's gotten a bit longer, uh, and you got the goatee growing a little bit more as well. Yeah. I've lo- and I've lost more hair, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But uh, yeah, that's good. You're you uh, in Montreal now, or yes, I'm in Montreal at the moment. I've been based back here since uh, since mid April. Um, I was I spent three months in in Bristol from January to mid April. And then I came back here because we have had a, quite a few tournaments around around Montreal okay. and in Calgary and Boston and Bermuda. So, yeah, I decided to come back. Right on. How, how's the weather there in Montreal? Is it uh, starting to turn a bit springy? Uh? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Nowadays, it's it been like above 20 degrees and sunny basically every day since in the last two weeks. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really nice to be back when it's actually nice out and you don't have to be hiding inside all the time because it's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't miss those days. Uh, uh, I'm heading back home to Halifax in uh, in about a month I'm really looking forward to uh 
the fantastic uh, summer weather that we get. Yeah, for sure. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so that's pretty. You you were in Cairo though. So uh, what have you been doing? You must have just gotten back from Cairo, uh, I guess, a few weeks ago. So what have what have you been up to uh, then uh, since you gotten back? Just preparing for the 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 defense of your national title. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a actually I had a tournament in in Boston since uh, that didn't go too yeah. well. I lost my my first round. Um, to a tough opponent to be fair and then uh yeah i've been training here in montreal and trying to add a few things to my game see um like yeah add a few things before nationals that i thought were lacking in in a few of my recent losses so um hopefully that's uh, that's in in place now to, to be able to perform at nationals but yeah here the i'm working with my coach here yvonne yvonne provincial still and uh, and dave phillips has been helping me also at the at the club at water so i uh, yeah i have a good team around me here in montreal also yeah two canadian legends i mean i mean i remember yeah. yvonne from back when i used to play and uh, i'm not sure i think he might have been at the ma yeah club for yeah I, I did play there a couple times and i remember him being there and david uh, i remember as a junior when i was just kind of leaving the the senior ranks there but he he was also a very, very good player. So it's good to have two guys like that uh, helping you out, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. They have different inputs, and in and in Dave is a really, really good uh, ball striker. So it's good to have uh, pressure sessions with him. He's, a, he's great at that. Yeah, I, re- I can remember uh, he used to just hammer the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his technique is, is, is amazing, and he, his knowledge is good too. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have a different perspective on my game coming from him yeah yeah for sure was brendan uh brendan clark was he a montreal native do you remember brendan uh i've heard of him uh, i don't think he's in montreal anymore or i haven't seen him at the club anyway yeah yeah because uh, i mean he used to be a guy who he used to just hammer the ball as well so i was just wondering if uh if he had an influence on uh, dave he would have been the generation uh uh, before David, so I'm just wondering if he had an impact maybe on David's game because they they kind of played a similar in a similar way. But uh, yeah, I've I've heard his name, but I've never really met the guy, so I don't think he would be around the club. Is right. my guess. Yeah, some great uh, some some great squash out of Montreal over the years. One one guy that I remember uh, very very well. Uh, he's uh, I think you probably know the name. Anyways, Joe Besso. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe is sometimes yeah. He does come at the club, and he's he's uh yeah. He he's like he likes to be there, and he always gives me a few a few tips about my game. And uh, yeah, Joe Joe's still around. Uh, he's a he's a really good guy, and I think he actually started training quite a bit more recently and lost uh, must have lost like twenty pounds. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was always a tough guy to play, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was fun to watch play because he had quite a. He was quite entertaining and and never gave up and uh, there, it was always a, a bit of a battle uh, with him uh, on the yeah, court. I, I bet he seems like that type of guy. <laughs> it's always a battle and doesn't give up easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now speaking of the World Championships, you you just came back from Cairo and I, I remember I think it was you might have posted it on Twitter on your, or on Instagram that uh, you know you weren't very happy with your with the match there or with the way you played, but how, I mean, uh, you played against probably 
I mean, if you ask anybody who the best shot maker on the tour is, I mean, you ha- you happen to play against them as in Hisham in the first round. Uh, I mean, the guy the guy can do anything with with the ball. So I mean, don't don't be too hard on yourself. I don't think. But how? Uh, just wondering. Uh, first of all, what was your game plan going into that match, uh, knowing you know what you the unpredictable style of play that you were up against? Yeah, well, I was just trying to kind of don't give him too many opportunities to attack, and and if he did leave it loose, then then I would counterattack. But first of all, I tried to really like just keep it tight and basic down the wall. And obviously he's going to open up the game. So then I, I should try to work from that. Um, not, not take it to him first. Cause yeah, that could be hectic. That's what he likes, right? He likes the, the hectic game and, and, and when it's all over the place. So try yeah. to kind of keep it, keep it uh, up and down the wall and, and, and parallel as much as possible. But um, yeah, I still think it, it worked a bit, but it still didn't fully work. Like it was always, even if you go down the wall, he's always going to produce something special. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when he, I mean, he's playing against the you know guys like uh, Paul Cole or or Ali Farag, he's still able to hit nicks from balls that are barely, you know, they're glued to the sidewall. So I mean, he's he's going for winners off of everything, right? So, uh, what what was it like to play him? I mean, where was it kind of confusing, or was it sort of was it? You know, I guess you kind of know what you're getting, right? He's just going to just be prepared for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was hard. Like, uh, there's no no rhythm also. There's never, like, two drives down down the wall at the in a row. So you never really get into a rhythm. And I'm sure that's what he wanted me to feel like. Like, I never, I never felt like I'd gone into a ma- the match. He, he was serving quickly. He was, like, everything was hectic. So never felt comfortable at all. Um, so I felt like my movement didn't settle. Um, I, yeah, I also, I also flown in the day before from Montreal. So my, I was a bit still like not fully there. I feel physically, um, my just may, yeah, maybe it's him being too good with, with holding and, and, and moving me around the court, but I just felt like I was not sharp as sharp as I should have been to play him. Um, which I don't. Like it's a bit of a shame because I thought that my rackets was okay and I played all right, but I just felt physically I was not there. Obviously, the way he holds the ball and he hides his shot, it's tough to. It it's I bet nobody feels well, but feels like they're moving well when they play him because you always like, jitter and go the same the <laughs> wrong way a little bit and. Yeah. But yeah, overall, after reflecting on it, it was a good experience, and like that's in in those kind of tournaments that I want to be in. So it's it was good to go there, even if it was last minute, and and get that experience and and see those guys and and yeah, be be with the top guys was was definitely a good experience. Yeah, that, I mean the the games were close. I mean it wasn't like uh, like eleven three four. I think every game was at least a seven eight or nine, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So. I mean, when you see him, some you know, sometimes you watch him play the bet, the best of the best, and that's when you see him struggle. So you see him sort of he gets frustrated. He go and uh, I'm sure that's kind of what you were maybe aiming to try to achieve is to just keep the rallies going, and then eventually he'd go for something that wasn't on, right? Yeah, and that that actually did happen. He got frustrated a few times, but. Uh... And yeah, the the first game was 
nine all and then i thought maybe i could i could sneak it but no he just made two quick points in a row and and i was gone in like less than less than a minute it was gone basically so, <laughs> was that was uh, that off service or was it just a cross loose no i think he did shoot from the back once and then yeah maybe a, a volley dropped the other one but it, it everything is so aggressive that it's like it's yeah and you never it's e even hard to think about what happened because like you don't like it's hard to pinpoint the moments where you, you say oh you hit the loose shot and he went short or it was always hectic and like it's tough to remember what exactly happened in the match other than like it was hectic and I should have tried to keep the ball tighter and maybe I missed a few shots here and there but yeah that, that match felt like it was a bit of a blur <laughs> to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah I would imagine uh I guess you probably go into a match like that against a guy like that thinking okay I'm gonna lose five points just be out of winners but uh, off the other you know I, I can you know, try to frustrate him or just play good length and, and hopefully uh, that evens things out and then see what happens, right? Correct. Yeah, I knew he was going to hit the winners, but I also expected him to hit a few tins, which he did. Um, and then, yeah, he would also, like, sometimes he'd go for shots and they ended up being, like, really bad shots. So I, I, I knew I could counterattack from there, but I still had to be careful in my counterattacks to not just smash it or or not not leaving anything like if if I went short I re I wanted it to to stay tight because I know he's he's really quick yeah, he's, he's, that, he's, and he's deceptive he's really from quick, isn't he? yeah Very yeah quick. so yeah. so when when I put him short I need it needed to be tight and sometimes it was but sometimes it wasn't <laughs> yeah yeah well that a great experience and it must uh, I mean you know now that the dust has settled a bit you you must, uh, I'm sure after the match, you didn't feel good about it, but now you must feel a little bit better about it, given, you know, how close the games were and who he was. So not, not a bad result against him. Yeah, correct. I, like I, now I want more opportunities like this for Alguna that's happening right now. I'm, uh, I was third reserve in the end. So hopefully I can, I can sneak into a few more of these events and maybe get the, a bit of an easier draw and get a win somewhere so I can, I can stay in these tournaments. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, obviously, uh, we're here to talk about the Canadian Nationals, but before we we do, uh, I know you've got, uh, like you were saying, you were uh, you've been based in in the UK for or, or decided to train uh, more in the UK. I think back in 2019, you were thinking about it. If my memory serves, you were kind of thinking about making a move like that. But now that you you've done that. Uh, What's been the, the biggest difference for you in terms of uh, j just training over there? Is, is, is it facilities? Is it just sort of access to the best players and best training partners in the world or everything like that? Uh, or is it just getting away from what you're used to, you know, your comfort zone kind of thing? Yeah, a bit of everything. I think I, I started going to Bristol in 2017. I, I remember the last time we did the interview. I, I think I was in Bristol at the moment of the interview. Um, I get bad memory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another thing I'm losing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, being in Bristol is is uh, I mean, everything is centered towards squash, right? The you have Adrian Stiff is a really good coach. He's based there. He runs sessions. Uh, we do individual sessions with him and, and group sessions, and then you have all the other pros that are there. Uh, you, you must know them, like the the Shurbaggies are there, um, Yusuf Solomon, Yao, 
Um, you have guys like Peter Creed and some other guys come in and out also. Some the guys from the university are there too. So it's a there's quite a few good players to be around. So you're never missing like you have a good session every session basically. Mm. Um and yeah, it's just a good environment. Everybody's there and, and training hard to to pursue their dreams of being the best squash player they can be. And um, I feel like it's easy when I'm there, it's easy for me to only think about squash. Like the my friends are all squash related. Um, you know, every I have I feel like I have a bit more time to myself there just because like I'm isolated. I and that's that's all I do. That's all I focus about is squash. So um yeah, I don't I don't mind spending a few more like a, an extra 30 minutes at the club there to, to stretch because I don't have like nothing when I go back to where I stay when I'm in Bristol. So it's like, yeah, it's okay to spend a bit of extra time at the club and do a bit more solo or a bit, uh, stretch a bit more, you know? So yeah, Bristol is good for that. But, um, I, I like to be back in Montreal also like my girlfriend's here, some friends and I love the city. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's good to do both. I can't, I'm kind of in between and I like it. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, you know, having said all that about the benefits of being in Bristol, I mean, there's also the benefit of being with someone like Yvonne or, or David who who know you really well and they can maybe, you know, obviously Hadrian's amazing and we all know that. But, uh, you know, these guys who've been with you for so long, they probably know quite a bit more about your game and about who you are and, and can tap into that kind of thing to help prepare you as well. Yeah, correct. That's one good thing about Montreal is uh, like I have definitely way more attention to myself here. Like in Bristol, I'm probably the the fifth or sixth best guy, and in in Montreal, I'm 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 the best player. So it's uh, I do get more attention, and things are centered around myself here a bit more, which is good. And it's uh, so yeah, I think it's it's good to kind of do both because when I'm here, I have. A, like I go on court with Yvonne basically every day and, and with Dave Phillips probably I'd say twice a week. So the, the attention I get here is, is, is really good. Um, but it's may probably lacking a bit of the higher level players, but um, like you can't feel like you just can't get any, everything in this in squash. Like you, there's always anywhere you go, there's always some positives and some negatives. So I, I suggest uh, playing a handicap game against Joe Besso. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'd be keen for that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, anyway. Uh, uh, and also, uh, obviously, in August, uh, you've got something pretty uh, big coming up then, don't you? Uh, in Birmingham, uh, the Commonwealth Games. Um, you must be super excited to represent Canada. We don't get that opportunity, uh, unfortunately, when it comes to the Olympics, but uh, the Commonwealth is the next best thing. Uh, JP, our, our you know, hero, uh, has won a gold medal and the silver, silver medal uh, in that. Uh, so you, you've got the opportunity to represent Canada. And uh, how, do you, how do you feel about that uh, coming up in, uh, in another month, two months, I guess it is? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be my first big games. It's it's one of the things you play for when you play squash, right? You it's a it, it's probably the bigger the bigger event we could go to. So okay. uh, yeah, I, I'm super excited to go. Um, uh, yeah, the the team is going to be great, and hopefully, it's going to be a, a good experience. I'm yeah, I'm super pumped for it. We're going to be practicing a bit of doubles beforehand, so so we can um, 
you can try to get a result there. And uh, a yeah, partner uh, yet for doubles? Is it going to be a sack fee or is it going to be? <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be Nick, and uh, it um, in the mix it should be Danielle. So right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're. I'm super excited for it. Um, for yeah, first big games for representing Canada, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, nothing better than than that for for the squash for squash. It's the the biggest event. So yeah, Perfect. all guns blazing for that. Absolutely. Now, obviously, in the men's, uh, I mean, we I mentioned the JPs won a gold, and obviously that that would be your goal to win a gold. But you've got to overcome uh, the world number one. You've got to overcome Joel Macon, Pat Rooney, Sorf Gosel. Those are the guys that are probably, and, and amongst others, but those are the guys that are probably the contenders. But uh, obviously, you you've got your sights set on a medal as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, a, as you said, it's going to be a super strong tournament. But uh, if we can get a medal, it would be amazing. I think then maybe have a better chance in, in the doubles. Um, and yeah, that's why we're going to do a, a camp a, a camp before Commonwealth Games. And we played the we played World Doubles Championship also. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get a medal. That would be unreal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. Well, uh, all the best in pre preparation for that, but you've got uh, to defend your title before then. So uh, this will be, uh, you've won one. Uh, most of the guys that you're competing against are the, the, the main contenders have won two. I think Sackfee's got two. Delier has two. I'm not yeah. sure if Andrew Schnell's going to be playing, but he might come out of the woodwork and he has two. Yeah, I think he's playing. Yeah, he has two. So, so you've yeah, got yeah, you're correct. All these guys have for two. Number two this time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the that's a big goal for now. I'm not thinking about the about the Commonwealth Games too much this week. It's all about winning nationals again. Uh, yeah, for me, it's a massive title. Um, and yeah, the the probably the may, this year maybe the second biggest tournament of my year with because of the Commonwealth. But usually, it's the biggest and most important tournament of the year for me. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, probably a bit of extra pressure being the first seed and defending champion, but I mean, that's the position you want to be in. So yeah, yeah. you just got to accept that pressure. Yeah. I mean, it's in Vancouver as well. And uh, I would say Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver, the three uh, squash hotbeds in Canada. I mean, uh, I love Vancouver. There's so many great venues to play at there. Um, what are your memories? Uh, what are your first memories of playing uh, squash in in, uh, in Vancouver it must be back when you were a junior, obviously junior nationals or something. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been to Vancouver too often. I remember um, I only I think I only played one junior nationals there, and that was it. And I yeah, it was not I lost in quarterfinals, so it's not the best memory. But um, I've seen I've seen the some of the I've never been to some of the clubs that are meant to be really nice. I've only seen pictures and videos of them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to go there to the I think it's the Jericho and the Vancouver Lawn and the Vancouver Racket Club and the Evergreen. So I'm looking forward to go to these places, but also the Glass Court. I've seen a few pictures of where it's going to be, and the, yeah, the venue is just fantastic. I don't think Power Court. Yeah, it would be impossible to get a, a better venue, probably. I don't know if you've seen pictures, but yeah, it just looks like um, un unreal and perfect, picture perfect. You yeah. have the, the water at the back and then the mountain behind that is just, it's going to be tough to beat. That'll be like uh, Canada's version of playing at the pyramids, right? 
yeah basically yeah, yeah. beautiful setting i mean uh, you you've obviously been to that part of the world uh, i mean just driving from vancouver all the way up to whistler is just breathtaking the the, the setting and and the ride up there the mountains and the the sea it, it's amazing so you'll get that with the uh, the squash court pitched up there <laughs> yeah exactly no i think bc is a beautiful place and and this court is going to showcase a lot of it Definitely. Uh, now, before uh, you know, we finish up with with the nationals here, uh, David. I want to ask you about uh, your fellow uh, Quebecois uh, uh, compatriot there, uh, Sean Delier. Uh, you played him in the final uh, last time, I believe, the, when you won the title. Uh, he's an enigma uh, to me. I mean, the guy, uh, I don't know how old he is, 50 now, but he's still, uh, <laughs> he's still, you know, probably, uh, obviously a contender to, to, to compete and win uh, at the Nationals this week. Uh, just speak to, to about Sean a little bit and what makes him so special and so able to just continue to play at the level that he does and compete and, and give everybody trouble. Yeah, well, Sean just—he turned uh, forty this week. Actually, okay. I was ten years off. So. <laughs> yeah, not, not that far off. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean is still uh, still a contender. He's still playing some good squash. Uh, um, his shot making abilities are great. He's still super fit, and I think that's one thing that he does really well compared to other guys that are aging is is how he takes care of his body. Like anytime you spend. You spend time with him after we hit. He's always stretching. He's always doing a little core exercises, even at night. I, I used to live with him for five years, and he was always nonstop at night. He was doing some stretching, some some exercising. Some yeah, he was always doing something. So I'm not surprised he can he can still perform at 40 years old because he can't. He, well, that's one thing with Sean. He can't stand still for more than like two minutes. Okay. So yeah, I guess at night it's a good thing because he's always, always doing some some sort of exercise. Sometimes it's a bit weird, weird exercises, but uh, he always does something and he has some some goal in mind that he wants to do. And um, yeah, he's. I'm not surprised that he's still playing at 40. Yeah, brilliant. Well, uh, anyways, uh, David, I want to wish you uh, all the very best uh, in the Nationals. Hopefully, it's the, the second one for you. You can equal uh, those guys, your 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 Sackfees and your Schnells and Delier. That'll give you two, and then you can uh, go for number three uh, next time around. But sights set on, on the second one, David. All the best. Correct. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Good talking to you. Well, that's David Bayarjan, defending Canadian national champion, and he's going to be beginning his title defense uh, tomorrow along with Danielle Latourneau, uh, June 1st to June 5th, uh, hosted by the Vancouver Lawn and Tennis Club, amongst other clubs there in that incredible uh, squash city. So all the best to all the competitors, both the men and women's uh, draws should be incredible. Uh, again, Nick Safi, Mike McHugh, Sean Delierre, all vying for that title. Uh, Andrew Schnell, I believe, is coming out of the woodwork as well. On the women's side, of course, it'll be a real heated. Uh, you would expect uh, Holly Naughton and uh, Danielle Letourneau to get to the final there, and that'll be quite a battle if they do. But there are several other uh, women uh, vying for that spot as well. So should 
be exciting. And then we also have the age groups. And I want to give a shout out to uh, my good friend Matt Bishop. Uh, all the best to him as he pursues another uh, age group title. I believe uh, he might be in the over 40s this time around. I could be mistaken. Uh, but uh, yeah, all the best to them and everyone else in that uh, big event. El Guna is going on right now as we speak, enjoying that squash as well. Some great matches. I watched uh, Nicky Mueller give uh, Paul Cole a bit of a tussle. Uh, he got the first game, but then uh, I think he lo- uh, Paul just sort of straightened things out and uh, uh, managed to control the rest of the match after that. But it was pretty close. Uh, some great matches. Saw Nellie Gillis and Lucy Turmel. That was a fantastic battle uh, on the women's side a few days ago. It went to five. Lucy had a two-love lead. And just made a few little mistakes there at the end. Otherwise, it uh, could have gone her way. But a great comeback by Nele. And, uh, yeah, some other really good matches as well. So uh, plenty of squash there to uh, take in as well. So we've got lots on our plate. Uh, the Canadian Nationals coming up. A British Nationals coming up soon. Uh, the Commonwealth Games. The Alguna going on right now. Uh, Mauritius, I believe, the uh, end-of-season event is there for the, the top players. And, uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. Uh, so squash is really uh, back where it once was before. Uh, want to wish all of you all the best with you and your squash and hope you're healthy and well. We'll be back again very soon. We've got some pods uh, uh, in the works uh, over the next few days, few weeks. So take care, all the best, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye now.